tragedies are commonplace all kinds of diseases people are slipping away economies die people can't get enough But as for me, all I can say is thank you, Lord, for all you've done for me. Folks without home. Living out in the streets and the drug dealing habit. Some folks say they can't be muggers and robbers. No one seems to be safe. But you've been my protection. Every step of the way And I want to say thank you, Lord For all you've done for me It could have been me
I want to say thank you, Lord, for all you've done for me. Come on and bless him. Come on and bless him. Come on and give his name glory. Come on, extol him to the highest today. If you've got something to be thankful for, don't take for granted that you're here today. There are so many who are going through and are not able to be with us. But we're here in the house of worship to give him the glory. And church, I'm still, y'all got to excuse me. I'm, I still believe that God must get the glory. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come now high expectation for what you're going to say to us on the day. Father, let us go on record today that we came as a body of believers to say thank you. So many ways you've made. So many doors you've opened. So many times you've healed us. You've been better than good to us. So, Father, we lift this moment up to you. Preach your word now in Jesus' name. We do pray. Amen. I want to first give honor and to God, who's the head of my life. But then also I want to give honor and respect to our magnificent pastor. Can we give God praise for him and his wife? Amen. Doc, we love you, and we are praying for a well-rested return. Amen. And we're going to make next Sunday real big. Amen. We're excited about it. Let's give him and his wife another hand, please. Two years ago, I accepted a job to come and serve at a ministry here in the big city of Houston, Texas. Excited about the new found opportunity, I readily left everything that I knew and everyone that I loved in Birmingham, Alabama. For the first time in my life, I would reside permanently 666 miles away from my mother, father, grandparents, siblings, family, and friends. Upon entering the city limits of Houston, the plan was clear, that I would serve at this particular place for a minimum of five years providing faithful service until the Lord decided to transition me elsewhere or in another capacity. Filled with enthusiasm for the new ministry endeavor, I met every day with the grind of putting my best foot forward 
by investing much time, energy, and effort to foster a fruitful and successful tenure. To my surprise and my extreme dismay, my journey took an expected term when my employment at this particular ministry only lasted for 52 days. <clears throat> After 52 days of wholeheartedly committing myself to showing up for service, building relationships, diligently completing tasks, and navigating the complexities within my new role, I was suddenly terminated without any apparent or singular reason. Life for me, as I had planned, had shifted. My plans were abruptly interrupted, leaving me in a state of confusion, questioning God as to why God would allow this to happen to me as I have always done my best to be faithful in service to him. For the life of me, I could not understand why this was happening to me. There I was grappling with the unexpected turn of events in the big city of Houston, Texas. Without the support of family, no source of income, and facing an ever-growing pile of bills, my plans had been profoundly and totally interrupted. The road ahead was nothing short of dark and daunting, but I continued to trust in God. And God navigated the circumstances a month later for me to meet the Reverend Dr. D.Z. Cofield. And shortly thereafter, I would become a member of the Good Hope Missionary Baptist Church and executive staff. Since that day, God has given me new life, new direction, new purpose and unforeseen opportunities that propelled me into a greater sense of purpose. Family, I share this with you because none of us enjoy the arrival of interruptions. And the challenges that we are faced with as a result of it. My brothers and sisters, as we journey through life, the fact of the matter is that we will all encounter some interruptions. But we must know and understand whether they happen abruptly or not. They are necessary because they unfold the purpose and plan of God. Church, that's my story. But what do you do when God interrupts you? And how do you respond when God interrupts your plan? The good news today is that we're not alone. Whenever we look down through biblical antiquity and scripture, divine interruptions are not uncommon. We are joined by a list of those who have been divinely interrupted and whose plans have been altered by the Lord. Matter of fact, that's what I want to talk about on the day. I want to talk about what to do when God interrupts you. What to do when God interrupts you. 
first thing I need to share with you, family, is that when divine interruptions happen, you must realize that it is an invitation to discover your purpose from God. I know your outline says Luke 2, but that is actually Luke 1. Luke 1 is where we find our scriptures today. Luke 1, verse number 26 says, In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin espoused to a woman uh, who, was, uh, who was by the name of Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel of the Lord said to her, Don't be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will receive, conceive in your womb and bear son and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and he will be called the son of the most high and the Lord will give him the throne of his father, David. And he would reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there will be no end. Here in this passage of scripture, we are divinely seated as distant onlookers as we are intentionally guided by the penmanship and lens of the gospel writer, historian, and physician, Luke. Luke in our text today brings our sermonic lesson and discourse to an open by uh, giving us an orderly account of all the events that served as prerequisites to the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Luke chapter 1 serves as a beautiful and groundbreaking introduction of God's divine initiative to bring about salvation and redemption into the world. Luke shows, helps us to see by way of chapter number 1 the element of divine duality. Uh, look at what he, what he gives us. He gives us two angelic announcements, two contrasting parental responses. He gives us two blessed wounds. He gives us two miraculous births. He gives us two baby boys who would become the manifestation and fulfillment of Old Testament prophecy. He gives us two distinctive missions of, 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 of these baby boys, one who, would be, who we would know as John the Baptist, who would become the forerunner and the messenger of Jesus, and then Jesus, who would be the Messiah and the Son of God. He would save his people from their sins. This being the foundation from which Luke writes, we focus in now on a young lady by the name of Mary. Mary is identified as a young woman who is, by the account of scripture, is a resident of a small village known as Nazareth within the region of Galilee. We are told that she was one who was of low statue in her society, she was engaged to her soon-to-be husband, Joseph. Up until this point, Mary's life journey seemingly seemed ordinary and normal. Her life was 
unfolding just as she had planned it. She was anticipating becoming a wife and entering to womanhood. Mary's life, by all accounts, was going according to her plan. Until she got introduced to the theological concept of the sovereignty of God. Mary is getting ready to discover that God is sovereign. And what that means, church, is since he's sovereign, when he's sovereign, because he's sovereign, he can do what he wants, whenever he wants, however he wants, with whomever he wants. Mary comes face to face with this as she's divinely chosen of God to be the fulfillment of scripture according to Isaiah chapter number 7 and 14 by which we are told that she would carry and conceive the glory of God without the assistance of man. Uh, we, We know this to be true because the Bible says that Gabriel the angel of the Lord comes to Mary to inform her and put her on notice that she has been divinely favored of God to become the mother of our Lord. In short, Mary's plans and course of life has been interrupted. And oh, my brothers and sisters, what we need to know and understand that just like Mary, sometimes God will interrupt our plans to accomplish his purpose. Realizing that God's purpose for which you were born precedes any plan that you pursue. Let me say it another way. Before you had a plan, God had already given purpose. That's why he spoke it in Jeremiah 1 and 5. Before you were in your mother's womb, I knew you. I formed you. I set you apart for your earthly task and assignment and purpose. And even as he spoke to the Israelites in Jeremiah 29 and 11, he speaks to our context today by telling us, I know the plans I have for you. And if you're wondering what they are, they are plans to prosper you, not harm you, but to give you a hope and a future and to bring you to an expected this is significant because even though you may be caught off guard God ain't I know it ain't good grammar but it's good for preaching even though you're not for my English you're not you're not ready for what God has dropped in your lap nonetheless it didn't catch God by surprise We must remember, in all things, God is intentional. And and, and that's significant because whenever it seems like, uh, seems as though you are interrupted and inconvenienced, you need to recognize that you are being inconvenienced to introduce and invite you to be in divine alignment with God. And somebody here today knows that old adage that says, whenever man plans, God begins to laugh. 
because the fact of the matter is we belong to him. We're created by him for his purpose and his divine plan. Matter of fact, we would do well to, 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 to get to the proper point of acknowledgement to realize that Colossians 1 and 16 says we are created by him for him. The, and, and, and I don't know if, if, if CNN has got it. Uh, I don't know if Fox News has, has, has reported it, but let me say it today. The earth is still the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And they that dwell therein, which is to say that God is in control and he does what he wills. And we must recognize and reconcile that your reality is not, is sometimes God is not God's purpose for your life. Church, purpose has to be discovered. And it is only discovered when you yield to the direction of God to help you find it. That's why some of our prayers here today needs not to be, Lord, bless my plans. We need to be praying, Lord, let my plans be alignment with yours. Somebody here needs to lift up the old prayer and song that says, order my steps in your word. Lead me, guide me every day. Send your anointing. Father, I pray, order my steps in your word. Here's why, because I want to walk worthy. My calling to fulfill. Order my steps and I'll do your blessed will. I, the world is never changing, but you are still the same. If you order my steps, I'll praise your name. Then they said, show me how to walk in your word. Show me how to talk in your word. And when I need a brand new song to sing, Lord, let me sing. Let your praises ring in your word. We got to know that that's the constant position that God wants us to be in where he can reveal his purpose and his plan for our lives. That, ought, that alone ought to serve as comfort for somebody here today. Somebody here today is angry, <coughs> confused, unsettled, lost in direction. As you're wondering about what's going on in your life and why it hasn't worked out the way you planned. In short of it all, God had a plan before you did. J j just as a mother eagle has to interrupt her babies comfortability in the nest sometimes God so that they can realize that their purpose is to fly and to soar and to go heights unknown sometimes God has to do the same thing with us and invite us on a journey that's, that's inconvenient that's uncomfortable so that we'll step into purpose and do what he created us to do God will interrupt your program so that you can be in step with his. Proverbs 16 and 9 says, we can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. Matter of fact, anytime you're thinking about God changing things in your life, just think about a city manager. A city manager looks 20, 30 years down the road. Ain't no need in building, ain't no, ain't no need in building a building there when they finna put a highway there. 
Anybody who's ever been in development or been in leadership, before you build something, you always go to the city manager and see what's your plan for, for, for the future. How far have you tracked it? And then, when, when, then you won't come into a problem because your plan has not preceded their plan. That's the way we see God. God, your plan, your will, I'll follow. Second thing I want to share with you is you must, re- you must realize that your reality does not restrict the power of God. Amen. When divine interruptions happen, you must realize that your reality does not restrict the power of God. Watch what Luke 24, uh, to, uh, 1 and 34 says. And Mary said unto the angel, how can this be since I'm a virgin? Mm, and the angel Answered her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who was barren. For nothing is impossible with God. The Bible says that The angel Gabriel gives Mary the announcement concerning what God wants to do in her life and how God wants to birth something great out of her. But in the midst of this, Mary meets this invitation, troubled, scared, and confused. The angel tells her that, Uh, She's found favor with God and she would bear son and he would be called Jesus and he would be he would be of the most high and he would be given the throne of his father David and he and to his kingdom there would be no end. Mary gets inquisitive and she responds by asking the relevant question. She asks him, she says, how will this be since I have not known a man? The angel Gabriel replied by informing Mary that the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of God will overshadow you and she would give birth to the Messiah and the Son of God. You see, it is here that Mary is asking for clarity and understanding. Uh, Mary doesn't question out of doubt, but Mary questions for the process of Lord, how you gonna make this happen? Brothers and sisters, in in other words, Mary is saying, Lord, I understand you got a plan for my life. Lord, I I acknowledge you wanna use me for your glory. Lord, Lord, I get it that that, 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 that you've got a divine purpose for me. Uh Lord, I'm not doubting you, but how you gonna do this? How you gonna make this thing right here happen? Lord, Lord, you see my reality. I'm young. I've never been with intimate with a man. And you talking about I'm on bath a son. How this gonna play out, Jesus? How you gonna play out, Lord? Mary is where all of us are when we're looking for answers 
when God has interrupted us for his purpose in our lives. As we look for answers on how God is going to get this done, Realizing that, that, that there's always a part of us that seeks to magnify, rehearse, and focus on our current reality. Uh, focus on our limitation, our constraints, our restrictions. But in times like these, we need to recognize that this is a God thing. Matter of fact, in an effort to make it clear, when the angel of the Lord gives Mary the announcement, he constantly encourages and reassures her that something, that this is something that's going to happen, not because you are involved, but this is something that's going to happen because God is involved. Matter of fact, we ought to take comfort in this because our end point is always God's entry point. Where right where we end is right where God starts. Which is why you need to recognize that he's not limited. And should you forget that he's not, just check his track record. Uh, Yeah, he created the heaven and the earth. And when he did that, he created something out of nothing because he's the God of no restrictions. He turned the Red Sea into a walkway and a road because he's the God of no restrictions. He raised an army from a valley of dry bones because he's the God of no restriction. He pulled down Jericho's wall like a curtain that had lost its rod because he's the God of no restriction. He made water flow from a dry rock because he's the God of no restrictions. He caused a burning bush to be on fire but not consumed because he's the God of no restrictions. And the last time I checked, animals don't talk, but a donkey did just that in the Bible because he's the God of no restrictions. So here's the question today. Is there anything too hard for God? Since the answer is no, our faith, our faith does not look at what we see. Our faith listens to what he said. And here's what I've learned. Here's what I've learned. The angel told her in verse number 28. He said, he says, God is with you. And what I've learned in my young life is since God is present, he can't be absent. Whenever God is present, he cannot be absent. Well, what is he absent of, Rip? He's never absent of power. Never absent of provision. Never absent of proof. Because God has no restrictions. And God saw everything about you before he chose you. And listen, so whatever excuse you got, whatever baggage you got, he saw it before he chose you, before he selected you. And God can do it through you. This is true in Mary and proof in Elizabeth. The angel tells Mary that I know you didn't ask for proof. But, 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 but you, 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 all you got to do, Elizabeth, is just look in your family. That, that's, a, that's an 80-year-old woman who's 80 years old, who was barren, but now she's blessed. Here she is, 80 years old with a bump. Can't you see Elizabeth, 80 years old, 
And here she is, barren, old. She's, she's, she, 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 she has no more future. She thinks she has no more future in, in, in bearing a child. But God turned it all the way around. And, 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 and that just helps us to know it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter what you've been through. The, listen, it doesn't matter how un, impossible it may seem. With God, all things shall be possible. I close on this thirdly. When interruptions happen, we need to relinquish your control by surrendering to the will of God. Watch what Mary does. After Mary realizes that her reality is not a restriction for God, she relinquishes her control by surrendering to the will of God. Uh, Mary becomes our object lesson because by, by giving us the example and the template of how we ought to respond when we have been divinely interrupted so that we can discover our purpose. Mary's response was immediate and it was brief. She said, behold, I'm your servant. (laughs) Lord, let it be according to your word. In other words, Mary says, Lord, I'm your instrument. Use me. Play me in whatever key you want to. I, I, I know I was looking for fulfillment I, of your plan, but Lord, I want to fulfill your plan. Uh, in other words, she summed it up in three words. Lord, do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, it, it's here where, where, where Mary moves from perplexity to expectancy. And, and matter of fact, brothers and sisters, she's saying that I'm willing to sell out completely to God. Uh, she says I'm no longer wanting to possess my own will. In my own way, I want to give over to God. Uh, God's will and word was now her will. She surrendered to him totally. Let the church say totally. She served him as he willed and, and, and she did as he purposed for her to do. Mary pleased God because of her, her belief in God. Matter of fact, you understand that without faith, it is impossible to please God. Matter of fact, so she understood if she was going to be used of God, she had to have faith in God. And I like it because Mary said, Lord, do it. She said, Lord, do it despite the cost and the consequences. She understood that there was a risk attached to her for being accused of adultery. But nevertheless, she said, Lord, do it. And that's what she said, Lord, do it despite how Joseph may have felt like she had broken his trust and the personal embarrassment that Joseph may have felt from the world. But nevertheless, she said, Lord, do it. She understood that there was a time that, that, that this was a time to fulfill the purpose of God. And holy response was, I'm done fighting. I'm done debating. I'm done doubting. Lord, do it. And I'm looking for 
for somebody who's done fighting God on your purpose who's done fighting God on what he told you who's done not listening to God and following his direction and I need about five of y'all to just say Lord do it and I don't know where you are today but maybe that's where you are Lord do it and if I was in my grandmama's church she would be like Mary and sing that old song all to Jesus I surrender all to him I freely give I will ever love and trust him in his presence daily live all to Jesus I surrender make me savior holy thine let me feel thy holy spirit truly I am thine I surrender All to thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender, surrender all. I know we got some millennials here, so it may not be your song. But if Mary was singing on the radio today, she'll be probably singing, I give myself away, I give myself away so you can use me. Here I am, here I stand, Lord. In your hand, Lord, I'm longing to see your desires in me. So here's what I want you to do take my heart, take my life as a living sacrifice. All my dreams, all my plans, Lord, I place them in your hands. And the Bible says, what the story that's what the conversation that's what the dialogue ends there's no more to be said Mary accepted it and the angel left that's what the conversation ends that's what the dialogue ends and that's what the sermon ends but what I want to tell you is I kept on reading I kept on reading I looked over in Luke chapter number two round about verse six and seven I heard, I saw what the scripture said, Lord, that God allowed Mary to have a son named Jesus. So you missed your shout. Look at verse 6 and 7 of chapter number 2 and compare it to what the Lord said in chapter 1. Mary, God moved Mary from Lord do it to God did it. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Somebody here looking for God to say, Lord, do it. Lord, do it. Heal me. Deliver me. Lead me. Bless me. Show me. Help me. Provide for me. Lord, do it. But there's another crowd. There's another crowd. There's another crowd in here today who can testify. He moved me from Lord, do it. from Lord do it to God did it and I'm looking for somebody who can look over 2023 I started out Lord do it I'm walking out 
Christian. in alignment with God, man, come on. <laughs> come on. Come on. Come on. Can we say that together? I give myself away. Yeah. Oh, Lord. I give myself away. So you 
can use me. I give myself away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I give myself away. So you. Come on, let's celebrate. I give myself. That's somebody else. Come on. Oh, Lord. I give myself so you can use me. I give myself. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so you can use me. If you're here today, Get into alignment today. Listen, these faces you see, that's family. That's family. Family that's waiting on you. We're waiting on you because we're all trying to get in alignment with God. And we want to be in His will and in His purpose. So today, get into alignment, get your purpose. Tap into what God wants to do in your life. Everybody say, I give my you're here today and you elect not to come down there's a QR code we want you to take advantage of that and guess what you can join the family of faith that way second appeal can we thank God for our sister here yeah 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 My second appeal is for any person who feels like you've been carrying something and you want God to birth it. Would you meet us here at the altar today? As we go into 2023 in alignment with God. 2024. Yeah, come on, celebrate. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on. If you've got purpose that's untapped, if you've been unaligned with God, out of alignment with God, come on, come on, come on. We're going to get in alignment. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Yeah, yeah. I give myself away. Oh, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. We're waiting on you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Give myself to you. Come on, we're waiting on you. Yeah. 
Look at all these people that's getting ready to birth purpose. Look at them. Come on. Church, I give myself, I give myself. My life is not my own. To you, I give myself, give myself, Father, in the name of Jesus. Here are your children surrendering to your will. Father, we admit at this moment that we've stepped out of alignment. But God, thank you for your grace and your mercy that compels us to come back to you. So Father, we we pray even today, Father, that you would give us clarity for the purpose in which you created us. Create a fire in us, Father, that we may run the distance with you. Father, I pray for every individual here who you place greatness inside of, but it's laying dormant. Shake it up. Shake up the gift in them even now. Show them their purpose. Help them to know that their reality is not your restriction. There's nothing too hard for you. God, let their testimony be. I move from Lord do it to God did. Let us leave here refreshed and renewed. God, I ask that you allow the stream of ideas to have. I ask that you put people into place who will keep us accountable. I pray that your Holy Spirit will, will convict us to be and become and to stand in all that you created us to be. Father, help us to that when we've stepped into purpose, be like Mary and say, the Lord has looked upon me, his lowest estate. Father, we bless you. We thank you for another chance to get in touch with purpose. I believe you're doing it even now. It's in your name we pray. Let us all say amen. amen. Come on. Give God praise. Amen. And if you're not saved and you're already up here, stay at the altar. Amen. Amen. Come on. Can we celebrate those who are tapping into purpose, getting alignment with God? And can we thank God that he's getting ready to do some amazing things? Amen. Amen. If, if you're here and you don't know the Lord, want our, want our, amen. We want our Christian workers to take you even now. Reverend Bell, bless you. Church, bless you. And we're thanking God in advance from Lord doing to God did it.